Shut up and sit down. Hi and welcome to This is iBrooks. My name's Thomas McIntyre and these are the interviews. I'm very, very lucky at the moment to be joined by none other than Dutch legend, Rangers legend, the Mercurial, Ronald DeBoer. Ronald, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, so first question I suppose we have to ask, everybody's asking on every interview, how's the coronavirus being dealt with in Holland? Is it self-isolation there as well? Uh, no, we have like an intelligent lockdown, as we call. So that means that uh, we're not totally shutting everything down, but uh, of course uh, we've been asked to uh, to take a distance, like one to one and a half meter. Uh, certain, of course, uh, uh, for example, the horeca, like the the, the restaurant bars, uh, barber shops, all a lot of things are closed. But like for example, a supermarket or whatever. I mean, a lot of things are still open. Uh, some other shops. Uh, so uh, we. Uh, we ask people to use a low, uh, 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 sense. I had the sense to uh, to do things right. That uh, that we know it's going to. It's very serious. I think that worked uh, well. I mean, a lot of uh, other countries criticized the Holland, but I think we have it quite under control. And uh, but it's affecting, of course, enormously uh, the whole economy. And, uh, because and also, for example, the south of Holland, where it really like. Uh, uh, was heavy uh, at that uh, time because of uh, the carnival. What happened there? I think a lot of people were affected by that. So uh, it's uh, especially there. It was uh, difficult, but I think now we have under control, uh, and hopefully people still realize it that it's just uh, a beginning of uh, that it goes well. So we can't think like uh, and take conclusion that everything is past now no no we have, what we're doing is of course with a purpose and hopefully we can uh, slowly uh, opening things up i think the schools are going uh, to be open in uh, i think uh, after the uh, little break that the kids have normally on this time so i think 12th of may they will start again but then like not like five times a week but they go three times a week with smaller groups so uh, we're opening up a little bit but uh, for me personal it's uh, it's a hard time uh, because uh, no football and that it looks like it still will uh, take some time uh, that we are uh, going to see some football games uh, i'm also ambassador of ajax involving with uh, the youth also and standing two times a week on the pitch sorry and uh, but also that is uh, taken uh, off me of course of course for the uh, logic region but a reason but yeah so uh, I'm basically sitting home so uh, that's uh, in the beginning it's okay but now it's already uh, four weeks we passed and uh, yeah it's 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 yeah it's not getting getting easier I must say yeah, I, I was thinking we've been self-isolation as well, and I was close to shaving my hair off. But I'm at the age now that I'm not entirely convinced if I do that, it will grow back. Yeah. So I'm just going to hold off for the foreseeable. Just interesting there, we were having a conversation round about some of the youth elements of Rangers recently. Uh, and I'm just wondering, with an Ajax, etc., is there any tie up in terms of contacting youth players, delivering video um, clips, etc., making sure the well-being, just, just to set that up, at Rangers, they're hosting webinars for youth players, walking them through the clips, making sure they still understand the, the game management practices and the style of play. Are, are you seeing that as well? Yeah, we are really, uh, I mean, you have to adapt to the situation and you have to, yeah, the, the guys are at home, so you have to, uh, Try to keep them fit, and we so there's a whole team behind it, and uh, we we do every week a conference call like what we do now, like a Zoom with four uh, like a physical coach, the manager, and like uh, I'm a mentor of uh, two boys, so we're having that discussion how everything goes, how everything goes. Uh, did they do their exercise? Because they are monitored, uh, monitored uh, with uh, GPS or like when they're running, so we can see the uh, the. Uh, the heart rhythm, the head, the distance that they walk, the running. So they have to fill this in. Yeah, sorry, you're getting real-time data. Yeah, yeah. Yes, or you know, 
uh, step counts, etc., to see if they're sticking yeah, to Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they have to run, like, in the beginning, they're cheating a little bit, so they saw that, because some, some guys uh, did uh, a new, uh, uh, had a new world record uh, in the five-kilometers run, so <laughs> it was funny, of course, how, how inventors those kids are, but... Uh, then they have to start at a certain time uh, all together. And then uh, like uh, the guy who's uh, uh, monitoring that he is also a good runner. So uh, he knows uh, a lot about it. And then now it goes better. And uh, we we do also a little bit like a challenge then. Eh? So uh, the running and some other like tricks or whatever. So at the end, there is a, like a, a winner who will get the most points. Because if you're the fastest, uh, like for example, they do five, nine, and sometimes 12 kilometers, 12K. And uh, they, they, uh, if you win on that day, you get so many points. And if you search skills, get so many points. Because, uh, for example, uh, keeping up with your head uh, like 30 times, uh, who can do that and get uh, get the points uh, or whatever. So also to get a little bit like an, uh, a competition in between then. So uh, to keep them motivated. And sometimes, I, for example, I'm monitoring two. Uh, I'm a mentor of two boys. So I give them a video clip of myself and tell them it's a challenge between you two and who's doing the best or who does the exercise who does the exercise on a proper way and and for me I I announce the winner then and then every week we do a different one so so to keep them a little bit motivated and what they also did with Ike is to get some. Uh, speakers who were like uh, the Licht, uh, Frankie de Jong, uh, uh, Daily Blind, uh, Tagliafigo, or whatever, uh, to have an inside uh, video for the boys to be motivated what they are doing. And uh, that they tell them it's difficult, but uh, hey, you have to be ready when uh, the, the, the lights are on green again. So, all these things to, uh, to keep the boys uh, motivated. Okay, so I'm just wondering, you've obviously in your playing career, cycled through the, the Ajax um, Youth Academy and also when you are at Barcelona you would have been seeing uh, La Mesia as well. I'm just wondering what's your take from the outside now in terms of those two youth uh, camps being you know, world class and, and you know, heavily organised. Yeah. What's been the impact of technology? Do you think that's significantly improved the ability for youth players and giving, giving um, coaches more insight into how they can be developed quicker? Yeah, I agree with it. I mean, you can't close your eyes for this, but a lot of it, it's like a bit of conservative. Eh? The, uh, the, the, the coaches and the old guys, I think, have what we did uh, 20 years ago that still will work. I think uh, standing still is going backwards, basically, in my eyes. So we have to uh, move forward and, of course, keep elements. Uh, I think what, uh, what is good is good, but I think you have to really... Uh, look to uh, innovation things like uh, with for example uh, measuring your hair uh, how many runs you do and uh, how many uh, how's your state of uh, when you're uh, for example uh, uh, your strength for example uh, because we have uh, on every department we have an expert who can help the boys uh, to be a total yeah, yeah, like a football uh, person mentally but also physically and I think that definitely will help uh, you can't deny to say no no you, you, they can do it also without of course they maybe some guys can do it without but I think in general I think they can uh, uh, they, they need the help they can get and of course it's different I, I, I made it of course but I think you can't say oh we do it uh, like we did what I said 20 years ago and the other teams are doing the newest uh, technology they use it and then we think we'll still be the best academy in the world of course not we have to also get along with that so so we embrace all the new things of course we we look at it we test it and and finally we we decided to to use it or not but uh, what I said we we use a lot so we have performance coaches we have uh, Dietists, how do you call it? Like uh, food experts, uh, uh, nutritionists. Uh, then you have, um, of course, the best physios. Then you have uh, uh, teachers, the mental coaches, uh, all kinds of things. So they're all for them to uh, to use. So I think it's of course different when I was there, but I think it's it's great if I see those boys from 15, 16, 17 year old, what kind of bodies they already have. And I look back, well, how I look like that at that time is totally different. 
Well, I, I don't look particularly good myself at, at, at the moment either. So I'm just wondering, you mentioned there in terms of the, I'm quite interested in this, the development side of the mental abilities of the players and the mental strengths. You've worked under some phenomenal coaches, you know, Mark Nolson, Bean Hacker, Louis Van Gaal, and then Dick Advocat as well, Alex McLeish. I'm just wondering in terms of those styles of managers to what is now more, it appears more focused for youth players and players in general on the mental impacts of the game and the stresses round about that. Have you seen a massive shift in that? Um, uh, yes and no. I mean, when you're playing for a team like uh, like Ajax or Rangers or, uh, or the Dutch team or, uh, or Barcelona, what you mentioned, it's always like on the top. So the the mental part is always a part is part of being successful because you you have to cope with that. It's uh, one week you're the star, and the next week when you lose, you're you're nothing. So uh, it 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 is really an, um, uh, something they have to deal with. But in my time, for example, I had problems really to yeah. To relax basically before a game uh, when I started when I was 17, 18 years old to be the first team and uh, I think if I had somebody who can talk to me and had a little bit of uh, can settle my nerves a little bit positive mind uh, in my in my in my head maybe that could well, I I I think that would help, uh, would help me a lot, uh, basically. And uh, we didn't have that at that time, because uh, that was something uh, for weaker men. But now we have that, of course. That uh, was a lot of boys uh, with the strength and the, the social media and the, and the expectations. It, it does a lot with those boys in their head. So I think we uh, we use that now a lot. And I think that can help uh, a lot of people. And uh, uh, I think we, we're stepping away a little bit from uh, this is a man's world and uh, you have to be tough enough. and. Uh, the, the week, uh, only the best will uh, survive. Of course, uh, there are a lot of boys. Maybe on the, only on the, that aspect can make uh, can't make it. But if you just control that a little bit and help them a little bit, I think they can make a huge difference. So uh, I think that uh, is a, a good thing. What's what's happening now? Yeah, yeah. I think there seems to be a lot more support uh, round about the, the mental side of the game, and like you say, the stigma of some of those yeah. things have dropped away as well. So. If I now shift the conversation slightly, and I think we could talk about the development of players all day, but I'd just like to go back to, to Ajax in your career now. So what I found interesting when I was, I was doing the research for this conversation, and we could cycle through um, playing for Ajax, leaving, then coming back, which I'm yeah. sure must have been difficult. But if I, I fast forward a little bit, um, coming out of FC Twenta, um, and I hope my pronunciation uh, is right there with the uh, with twin. Um, I've been practicing, obviously, before yeah, yeah. this. Uh, perfect. I'm just wondering if we go to the uh, Champions League win in, in 95. I'm just wondering behind the scenes, was there a feeling for you and the rest of that team that's so young, so talented, um, that it was going to be broken up fairly quickly? I know I actually going through a a uh, stock market uh, proposition at that point in time, and we'll maybe touch on that. Yeah. But did you feel that this was the end of it, or was there an expectation that you would be there next season to come back? Well, basically, Tom, we had an expectation that was quite high that we could keep it because uh, we were really like feeling that we had a, an, a special group together who, young, who was young and still had a lot of years uh, in them to be successful if we keep it together. And I think everybody was spoken out this kind of uh, desire. And uh, but then sometimes you, you never know, like with this virus, that it suddenly comes. Uh, that was of course uh, on the surface lying there. It was basically with us with the Bosman arrest. Mm. Suddenly the contract were uh, yeah. When you finish your contract, you're free man, and that makes a totally different uh, yeah. I would say outcome, or uh, yeah, then you think twice to sign a new contract because, yeah, I mean, if somebody offers you uh, instead of that, uh, I get for example five million, and you, but instead you get it on your bank account, it's hard to say no, of course. So I understand it completely, but that made an unbelievable difference, of course, uh, to keep the boys. So 
Yeah, because a lot of guys had to renew their contract and I was really willing to do that. And uh, So, uh, yes, there was uh, intention, but it changed quickly uh, after the Bosman arrest. Yeah, I was, I was quite interested that um, even as far away as the New York Times, when it came to the fact that you had to, and I think Frank was involved in this as well, had to go through some court action to yeah. get six-year contracts um, and also you can move on to yeah. Uh, onto Barcelona. Did you think that was that a really difficult time considering your feeling for Ajax? And yeah, of course. Ajax? I mean, we were uh, boys from the hood, eh, what they say. I mean, uh, we're growing up there. We had so much to thank uh, them for, eh, for all the success. And of course, uh, they were probably think for us, for, think for also for us. But I'm, I must say, uh, there was a very black page in our uh, football history. I uh, still is, and uh, I would uh, probably do it differently. But I mean, what I just mentioned with the Bosman arrest, we had the intention that everybody would stay and then everybody left. We just signed a five-year deal. Mm -hmm. And then uh, like five months later, the Bosman arrest came and a lot of boys who, who probably had also intention to stay, they left. So suddenly four or five players uh, were gone. And then, I mean, it's difficult to cope with eh? that kind of quality that you had. Of course, you have youngsters coming in, but that group was special. and. Yeah, we were looking, I remember, we played uh, Nak Breda away and we lost 2-0. But you can lose 2-0, but not on that way we did. I mean, we looked to each other and said, and said, sorry for the language, but what the fuck are we still doing here? And we were outplayed by, uh, by uh, Nak and they think it's not possible. That would never happen like uh, in the last three years or something. And this was really the thing like, yeah, we can be just the guys to uh, to uh, to keep uh, uh, to to stay at Ajax. Uh, look at us; we're uh, really uh, with Ajax heart. Of course, we have Ajax heart, but you want to be also uh, have have goals, have uh, desire to win the prizes, and think, yeah, this is going to be very difficult if we stay with Ajax. And uh, so then I had a discussion with uh, with uh, with the board of Ajax and. Uh, I said uh, yeah, Arsenal was uh, it was interested to, uh, for me, so I said to uh, to Ajax, uh, I want to leave, and uh, they said no, 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 we we won't let you go. But uh, then uh, I said, of course, I have a bit of problem with my knee, but uh, I think this is really the time now for me to go. But uh, Frank said I will stay for another two years. I'm happy here, so we made a sort of uh, deal. Frank stays another two years, and they will let me after the summer go to Arsenal. But then we played, of course, an incredible World Cup uh, very well. And I changed their mind because I thought, yeah, we, we need a sort of, uh, with Van der Sar, Liedman and De Boer and, they, and Danny, uh, Daily Blind, of, uh, Danny Blind, the father of Daly, to keep that, yeah, that sort of, how do you say that, the heart of the team. We need that to get the other players to, uh, uh, to do well. So we, we keep them uh, aboard. And, yeah, so they promised me something, and suddenly we uh, uh, they changed their mind. So then I said, okay, uh, uh, then I'm gonna uh, not training. I'm not gonna train at preseason. Frank, also what I promised, I take away again because you didn't uh, keep your word. So I uh, I take my uh, uh, promise. Uh, uh, I take back. So then, yeah, we went at Pensley at court, and uh, it was a bad thing. Uh, I must say. It, uh, it doesn't uh, get uh, the beauty prize, I can tell you that. Yeah, sometimes just difficult decisions have to be made. And as you said, the lines yeah. changed with the Dosman really, yeah. really, really quickly there. So I'm just wondering then, I did, wasn't aware that uh, Arsenal uh, were after you at that point in time. Was that almost a done deal? How, how close I was already done with Arsenal. Only I had to do, of course, the... Uh, uh, for the transfer money, uh, how much? But uh, I was already with David Dean, and I spoke already with uh, Arsene Wenger in Amsterdam. So I was already uh, everything was settled. But uh, I had to tell them uh, no. And, and Arsenal, uh, I think, uh, worthily they they had they rightly they they said we don't want to have an uh, an issue with Ajax. We respect Ajax, and we don't want to we want uh, like. Uh, Force them uh, to uh, to get you uh, to Arsenal because uh, we uh, we respect the contract. So that was uh, that was hard for me, but uh, yeah, you have to go on. But eventually, we get our uh, our uh, transfer to Barcelona together in, in, 
it like a healthy leg. Yeah, one for Arsenal fans to scratch their heads about. They could have had you and uh, Dennis Bergkamp in, in the same the yeah. same team. Yeah, I'm sure that's one for them to think. So you go across to Barcelona, that transfer's put through. Was there a, is there a higher expectation? I, I thought about this for a Dutch player going into Barcelona with the history of Cruyff, etc. Is there an, do you feel an added pressure there to really perform straight away? No, as a foreign player, you have to always uh, have, uh, do better than. It's the same when people come to Ajax, uh, foreign players, because the youths uh, are very talented. So you have to be very, uh, very good and, and and strong mentally, because uh, if you're not doing well, the press will uh, shoot you down, basically. So I think it's for every player from every country the, the same. Uh, I think they adore you a bit quicker. Because uh, you're Dutch and uh, with uh, Johan uh, and uh, with Rijkaard, uh, of course, uh, Van Gaal. I mean, they had, they had their success. So I think uh, they, they love that, but uh, you still have to show it on the pitch. So that is not any different, I think, with Ajax or uh, with Rangers. Okay, and I should have mentioned as well, just before you'd left, uh, I think in 1996, you'd played against Rangers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I played a decent game, uh, both games. Yeah, you did. I was, uh, unfortunately, I was having to watch the highlights of the 4-1 uh, thumping yeah. uh, in Holland, which wasn't great watching, but a good performance from you guys. Yeah. I'm just wondering as well, from the outside, you, you arrive in Barcelona, it's a, it's a big move, you're, you're there with Frank as well. You win La Liga, but it's all over really quickly. Now, I watched some, some clips, uh, obviously, of your performances in Barcelona and playing really well, but was there something that just wasn't, was it clicking there? Uh, no, let's put it that way. I mean, uh, I was, of course, starting really well, and then, uh, but I wasn't really on my uh, right midfield position, what is normally uh, my best position, because I had Luis Enrique there, and Fagal told me already, yeah, it's not really time to change uh, the team, because they're doing well, but uh, I want you, uh, because in the future, for sure, uh, I'm going to use you, but at the time being, you have to be patient. But then I came, for example, uh, my second game, my really first uh, La Liga game was against Real Madrid at home. Yeah. We won 3-0 and I played really well, but I was a right fullback. Yeah, I was standing right fullback because they played a sort of 4-4-2 system. And Fagal said, yeah, I'd rather have somebody who can play the ball to the head, to Figo, eh, who has control, easy control, who can pass the ball very well and they can defend uh, okay. Not a real defender, but he can uh, do uh, that job okay. So I, that was basically my first game. and. Uh, yeah, that went really well, and then because uh, the right fullback was uh, was injured, I think, or uh, I think Rice or whatever was uh, was suspended or uh, uh, was injured, I don't know. So, but then of course when he came back, I was on the bench, and then I had to wait for that moment. But uh, that was a bit uh, difficult at that time. Uh, then I, the next year. I started really well. I, uh, of course, I had to wait on my moment, and I, I got it. And then I played every game and did really well, also on the right midfield because I think Luis Rico went uh, uh, somewhere else. I don't know which team he went. Uh, but then uh, I got that injury uh, with uh, with my groin, and yeah, that took almost three and a half months. So I missed all the like semi-final, Champions League semi-final, Copa. At the end of the league, so that was a bit of uh, a shame. And then, of course, then you start for next season, and then Fagal was kicked out. Yeah. And then you know, and when a new president, and uh, they want to kick out a bit of Dutch Colony. So it's sometimes also a bit of luck you need. Eh? So I got an injury on a bad moment because uh, I finally had my spot. So I never could uh, uh, yeah, show myself anymore. Because I was playing very well in preseason, but uh, they had just in, my, in their mind get, get rid of the Dutch guys, of most of them, because my brother stayed. But so, yes, it was a disappointing. Uh, if I look back, there were a few highlights, but more the disappointments, of course, in Barcelona. Life is great, and that's uh, yeah, I had a great time. I speak uh, Spanish. Uh, nothing about uh, nothing good about uh, everything. Uh, nothing. Uh, I say bad about uh, Barcelona. I, I love my time. The people are great, but personal like uh, football, uh, sportive wise, uh, wise, it was not the best period, of course. 
Yeah, yeah. So I'm just wondering then you get to the you get to that conversation, it's really difficult, you're gonna to have to be moving on, leaving leaving Frank behind as well, which is yeah. you know, playing a part, which I'm sure was a, a bit of a concern. Yeah, I mean we can we can it's like when I went to FC Twente. It's your, it's it's my life. Eh? It's not uh, although we're twins and we love each other uh, so much, but it's you have to do it on your own, of course. Eh? Yeah, you can't always keep your hand. So, uh, so we we that's no problem. We have to uh, you have the mobile phone or whatever. It's, uh, it's it's no problem. And so that decision was not uh, not difficult. I should ask then just a light question: best player, Ronald or Frank? Yeah, it's always difficult. I mean, different positions. I always say like a joke, like uh, ask uh, Frank how many golden boots he won, and and then me. So uh, I want two, and yeah. he uh, he won nothing. So there's your answer. Right, exactly. You know, defenders. Uh, who needs yeah. to? Uh, so Easy just, job. Exactly. That's it. Just just put, put the ball up the pitch. Um, exactly. Just kick it forward. Uh, um, no, he did it properly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm just wondering then, you, you sit down with the agent, it's quite clear it's coming to an end. Uh, we know that, obviously, you've spoken previously, Man United were interested. Yeah. I'm just wondering, were there other clubs in the running, or did it really just come down to Man U, Rangers? Uh, no, no, maybe, I don't, can't remember, but uh, those two were very, very serious. I spoke both with them, uh, and uh, I just had to make a choice. And uh, I was that time uh, with the national team on training camp. And I had to, uh, yeah, make a decision. So I mean, that's always nice to have those kind of clubs uh, uh, wanting you. So uh, yeah, and I suppose the the advocate influence would have been, you know, uh, helpful at Rangers as well. Yeah, I'm just sure. wondering about you personally, coming off the back of the experience at Barcelona. How were you feeling? Was your confidence really, really high, or was it a case of I need to go somewhere and and work on some of that? No, no, my confidence were high because what I told you, like the preseason went well. Only uh, it was just clear that they uh, want to get rid of some players, and uh, and and it was one. It was me, Leedman, and uh, some other guys. So okay, you have to accept that. You have to move on. So, but uh, my feeling was good. Uh, I was fit, and uh, so I, I went with uh, with good confidence uh, to uh, to my next club. So uh, no, that that was okay. So you you, t- you turn up um, at Rangers. Thankfully for us, you, you you sign for us and turn up. And there's a large you know Dutch contingent that's been brought in. You've got your Arthur Newman. You've got your Giovanni van Bronckhorst. Yeah, also another Dutch colony. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, and uh, I'm also thinking as well. Was there any ribbing from Sergio Perini because he played for that Juventus team in the Champions League final? Yeah, no, I, no, 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 no. But he was a great character. But he was really Italian. He could be really a tough guy. But uh, what a what a what an incredible guy. And uh, no, we had good fun. And of course, probably we made some jokes about it. But uh, that uh, yeah, it was of course a, a lost final that uh, that still hurts because uh, winning two in a row would be uh, something special. And uh, but uh, yeah, uh, good for him. Yeah, well, let's quickly move on from, from yeah. that one. I'm just wondering as well, you, you turn up, you know, how aware of you were uh, of Rangers uh, or the people within the squad? I'm thinking people like uh, Barry Ferguson, Claudio Comedia, yeah. this type of thing. Were you surprised by the quality within the squad and within the, the Scottish game in general? Yeah, but the first year, of course, uh, uh, Canidia was not there, and Barry was just coming, of course, to the youth system. So uh, I think, uh, but there was uh, with Claudio Reina, Franciszki, uh, two guy, very good footballers, and uh, so I think we had a great team, and uh, I think we showed it also in the Champions League. Only uh, with a bit of bad luck, uh, we didn't qualify for the next round. But uh, we had with Gio uh, from Bronkost, uh, Giovanni, uh, so we had a very good team. And uh, so, yeah, I felt very comfortable uh, there directly and with a lot of, of course, uh, uh, Dutch guys, Spanish guys, Italians. It was, uh, was, was perfect. Uh, or, uh, yeah, and so I had a yeah, directly great feeling when I arrived to uh, Rangers. I'm just wondering as well, was there a, an expectation? I mean, you were a, a massive name to be coming into the club. Was there a, an added pressure on you, not just from the fans and the media? 
but also from the players in the squad, particularly some of the younger ones, maybe looking up to you? No, let it put it. I think they, they thought they, hey, a guy come from Barcelona, and of course with the Dutch team, and, uh, and of course uh, played in some uh, great uh, finals, they, they expect something. Uh, from you, so there was, uh, of course, a big, uh, huge expectation also from the players. So uh, I had to show myself, of course, and uh, I think I did that, uh, especially in the beginning on training, uh, did really well. So uh, yeah, yeah, you want to impress them. I think uh, I did. Uh, only then, of course, I uh, I got quickly uh, uh, quite a bad injury with my knee, and uh, yeah, I thought my 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 football career was over at that time. I would never come back. Uh, was, uh, it took quite a long time before I saw some uh, uh, movement in my in, uh, in my rehabilitation. That I thought, yeah, this looks a bit like running again. This uh, with this way of uh, running, I can play football again. And so uh, I had some really tough moments uh, after when I had that injury. But yeah, then of course uh, I got an uh, unbelievable uh, comeback. I think. Uh, yeah, and I'll happily touch on that that comeback uh, in a moment. But I wasn't aware that the the injury to the knee was was so serious. Yeah, you know, really difficult moment. You're away from, you know, um, I don't know if your family were fully over by that point, but you're away from Holland and all that. You've started a new club, big name, and then this levels you. Did did you go back yeah. to Holland for recuperation? Uh, it's coming back on your question before uh, for the expectation. They thought, oh, we got some big play, and we're gonna. Challenge Celtic, and then uh, after three, four games, uh, decent level uh, went a little bit down for me. And uh, I thought, yeah, is he uh, is he that good? Uh, probably not, I thought. And uh, so that was also a very disappointing for me. And uh, with, with that injury, uh, yeah, it, it took uh, so long. Uh, I really was disappointed, and probably also the fans. And then, uh, yeah, I remember. Uh, I think when I came back. Uh, was still in the season, or I don't know. There was it one time a European championship, or a European game. Uh, I, th- I don't know if it was before the injury or after, but uh, I still have to laugh about it. it was about uh, when uh, when we drew, I think, or we lost. No, we lost one zero against a, a Czech Republic team or something, or I don't know which team it was. We lost one zero, very poor team, and there was a big article on the. Daily record, probably, or I don't know which one. And they said, like, uh, uh, like what you see sometimes, like uh, those uh, posters, like uh, if you see this uh, guy, call this number, because I, I wasn't in the game. And yeah. it was basically when I remember I was standing there on the midfield and I only saw the balls like flying over me. Like, uh, and I said, just keep the ball in my feet, I will do something well with it. But I was a bit irritated because they were criticizing me. And I said, like, why are you criticizing me? I didn't even touch the ball because uh, they probably have to understand me a little bit better. And uh, and of course, it's irritating me that on the hey, on the front page or uh, on the sports uh, side. And then the the next game, I was playing uh, a home game, and I just got from Nike uh, from Nike uh, shoes. To, uh, they had always new shoes, but the white ones. I thought, geez, white ones. Should I put them on now? Hey, it's all the lights are on me, and then also the shoes. I think, look at him, uh, big nose. Uh, things like, oh, he, he thinks he's a, he's a, he's a star or uh, a big guy. I thought, oh, fuck it, uh, sorry for the language. I do it. I just put the shoes on. And then I made, like, I think it was against Volker. I made two goals with one with a bicycle kick. And uh, uh, so I said uh, in the in the press conference, yeah, I, listen, I found the guy, by the way. Uh, I know uh, where he is. So, saw him today on the pitch, uh, <laughs> a bit of uh, joking, of course. But those things were always like uh, when you're in a, in a, in a, on the top of, uh, of big teams, you know you're going to have that uh, thing. There was probably also in Barcelona a few times uh, with Ajax when you don't play well. And it was the same at Ranger. But uh, yeah, you have to deal with it. But uh, I think overall, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I had an unbelievable time there. Yeah, well, I mean, certainly we enjoyed seeing you play, play for Rangers. And I suppose we should go to your old from debut as well against Celtic in the, the 5-1 yeah. uh, where obviously you scored as well. I'm just wondering, you know, Rangers have been beaten pretty heavily by Celtic earlier in that season under Mark Neal. 
Was there a feeling of getting revenge for that game or was there any trepidation? And were you personally looking forward to talking? Uh, uh, for me, of course not. It was my first old, uh, old firm, so I have no clue uh, what it meant. Uh, and then you, once you're in it, you, then you know what it's meaning for, uh, for, for both sides. So, uh, but it's one of the best derbies I ever played in. I mean, uh, uh, we say the Klassiker in Holland. It's like final against Ajax. Uh, you have, of course, a Klassiko. And, uh, and yet was the old firm, but the intensity, I think, uh, in this kind of matches is, is the old firm. I mean, uh, the, the public, the fans, and the, also the, the players, how they are so yeah, up for it and sometimes have blinders uh, in front of them because uh, of, uh, with the, the, the color they see in front of them. And uh, it was really a surprise, but uh, of course, it was great to be part of it. Did, did you find a, a change in the players and the, the players you were playing with in the dressing room and the build-up to an old firm game different from a normal league game or something? Yes, of course. I mean, they started already two weeks ago, uh, uh, starting already by, uh, for the old firm in the newspaper. So, uh, yeah, that was really something uh, uh, nice, but sometimes also crazy because I think people... What I said, uh, can't uh, see other things any more clear, and uh, sometimes it's scary. But uh, but uh, talking about the football match itself, I mean, uh, I know for sure in Holland you would uh, probably in the first ten minutes get four yellow cards or maybe even red card, and the referee just said go on uh, or, or whistles and uh, not even giving yellow. I mean, it's it's uh, you can respect that, but in another way, it was a bit crazy, of course. Uh, but uh, looking back, I mean, it was great to be part of that and playing in, uh, in both stadiums. Yeah, and, and scoring in both both stadiums as well. And I'm thinking of that uh, equaliser in the 3-3 game right after yeah. World, and uh, you go straight up the pitch. Um, even you look really excited by that running along the side. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. yeah. Great way to answer it, losing a goal. Um, I'm just wondering then, you know, we go through that and then all of a sudden, Advocate's no longer the manager. Yeah. Were you and the, the Dutch players aware that that was going to happen first? Did he, did he reach out to you guys because of the, the connection? Yeah. Or was it a surprise? Yeah, I, I can't remember uh, what, I mean, we didn't play particularly well uh, at that time. And I, the, I don't know, because he, he took another role, of course. He went to sort of technical advisor or whatever uh, with, yeah. uh, with Dave Murray. And uh, uh, I think it was a surprise, and, uh, and but I think he wanted just, uh, yeah, not leave the club directly, but just let a, a new, yeah, a young, fresh uh, coach uh, or manager uh, taking over the job. And I think uh, he was in favor of that. And yeah, uh, for us, it's fine. You know how football players are. I mean, you just. Yeah, hey, you 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 do your uh, eyebrows a little bit like that, and uh, a few hours later, you, hey, you, we have to move on. I mean, that that is life. You have to. You can say, okay, you can moan about it, like he's gone. Of course, maybe some guys will have that uh, more problem with, but I have to. You put your shoulders on there, on there, and you go, and you go again. And uh, but for me, I was of course thankful for Dick Advocaat that he. Uh, that he had believed that he believed in me to uh, to be an asset for uh, for Rangers. So well, it's a, a natural point for me to ask. Then you know, I think I've mentioned it before. Ben Harker, Lever Hall, Olsen, Avakat McLeish. Who do you yeah. think had the biggest impact on you personally as a manager? Yeah, it's easy, of course, with Van Gaal. I mean, he took me back from Enschede, uh, from Twente Enschede, of course. Uh, yeah, because I, he was my youth coach with the second team, uh, yeah, we had all the success. He brought me with Bar to Barcelona. We, uh, we, uh, we played uh, yeah, as a as the manager with the national team. So, yeah, for me, he's far out the most in, most influential uh, guy in my career. But I mean, all all the coaches were having their way of coaching, and the one feels a bit better, but sometimes you look also back and think, oh yeah, uh, it wasn't that bad. Uh, sometimes uh, things doesn't go your way. For example, a little bit with uh, with Dick Advocaat and also with Beinacker, because I, I didn't perform 
my my best. So they always look for excuses a little bit. But when you look in the mirror, you think, yeah, it was my own fault. Yeah? So that was basically also with uh, with Dick and uh, and Baynacker. But for me, Dick is uh, is an incredible manager. What he does now with Feyenoord and. Uh, and for me, he's one of the nicest person I've met. He's incredible as a manager, but also as a person. I love him to bits. He's a great guy. Well, that's an interesting one. So I'm a massive fan, personally, of Dick Avoca. And I think yeah. the football we played under him is probably the best football I've ever seen a Rangers team play. Yeah. But there was this public image, and do you think he maybe cultivates it? that behind the scenes he's obviously a lovely, lovely guy, but he was seen as this very stern disciplinarian who was completely inflexible in the media in terms of being very directive to the players. Is that something you thought? No, about? I don't feel that. Uh, Fagal was much more direct and uh, much uh, less flexible than him. But he uh, he's a guy that he, he wants every game that you give everything on every training, because eh? that is how, we, how he is, how he was as a football player. And, he gives that energy to you because he's also uh, so involved and wants uh, that you do well. And so he has a different way of uh, of coaching uh, the team than Van Gaal. Van Gaal is, he has it in his mind. He has everything worked out. Uh, of course, he works also things out because he's not doing like this today. We're going to do this. Now, of course. But Van Gaal is here really like, yeah, so, uh, pref- uh, uh, I'd say that, uh, wants to do everything perfect and he's a little bit more from a little bit loose uh, in that hand uh, way a little bit but he's just a, a guy that hey, if he if he doesn't like it okay then another gives a chance and uh, so yeah sometimes it goes too quickly a little bit because sometimes yeah, I think you have to be patient but that is, that is him yeah it's such a uh, yeah uh, vibrant heart in that sense that he wants to uh, go quickly well and uh, that excitement he, he shows uh, still on, the, on this uh, this age but uh, the only thing that I remember and that was I think a bit of what probably when he looks back now that was and uh, that he's, he's now doesn't over let's put it this way I think he, he doesn't make a worry himself about like the press because he, he he read a lot and he th- and he thought like oh that has an effect or whatever of my team or myself and some coaches just can put that aside but I think he couldn't uh, put that aside a little bit he was really like reading the stuff and uh, build it up inside of him and uh, got frustrated if they talk bad about him and something you just have to accept it uh, if they t- talk bad about you and of course you have to read it sometimes and give it a place, but I think uh, you couldn't give it a, <laughs> a really good place in his uh, in his mind. Yeah, I mean, I think there just seemed to be a, an interest in get your opinion here. Certainly for me, and I'm sure from what you're saying, maybe uh, the advocate felt this as well. That there was a bit of frustration in that it was a great Rangers side, and we never quite seemed to get the luck that our performances in the Champions League, you know, morning. Yeah. For yeah, you. unbelievable. I mean, yeah. was there a frustration there for you guys in the dressing room as well? Yes, of course. I mean, we had such a, a I think, a great team, and uh, I mean, we're a better team probably. But on this stage, I think we deserve to go through. And uh, after three games, nine points, and then uh, only need one win or two draws. And I think against Monaco, we deserve to to go through. And then, of course, uh, that lucky uh, goal from uh, or lucky. I mean. Uh, I think uh, Amaruso went uh, for a run with the ball and uh, he was cut uh, by a player and Simeone scored, I think, just three minutes, four minutes, four times. So, I mean, but we were, uh, or what I said, we deserved to go through and it was uh, very bad luck. I think that affected a lot uh, in that group, uh, I think, at uh, that stage. Yeah, there was an expectation to go further. Yeah. Yeah. I was there that night in the stands. I broke that two each game against Monaco. The most... Yeah game I have ever watched because we were a better side than Monaco yeah. 1-0 away with Giovanni yeah. Conker scored and yeah. then we'd, we really played well so yeah a frustrating period there so Advocat moves aside in comes Alex McLeish who you'd have probably been aware of to an extent from his Hibs management 
Yeah. What was the, what was the feeling of transition? Did he come in and just put an arm around the players or was it a total revamp immediately? Because we end up winning the two cups. Yeah, uh, uh, I think in the beginning, of course, we, yeah, he's looking uh, what I have uh, for a team in front of me, what uh, what kind of characters do I have in the team. And I think uh, he brought some, it is always, uh, you have to wait if it works, but uh, some refreshments, some fresh air. And I think it it worked. So sometimes you don't know why it works, uh, but uh, I liked him as a manager. Uh, uh, clear, uh, good exercises, uh, good stuff. So uh, yeah, only good things about uh, Alex McLeish. Was it was it good having um, like Jan Wouters had stayed on as well? So there was a bit of a bit of a continuity. So it's yeah, that of course. I think it's important because uh, you need somebody. Uh, what I said about the characters, where uh, sometimes as the manager you need some help, like uh, what kind of uh, uh, play in what position he plays well, or what can do. Uh, is he um, can he play on different positions and uh, what kind of tactics? Uh, we probably we did also with advocate. So I think that is probably very useful and. Uh, and don't uh, underestimate. Uh, Jan has unbelievable knowledge about football. Uh, Jan Wouters. Uh, so I think that was a, a good way to, uh, a good start for uh, Alex McLeish to have him around. And a great player in his day. Uh, yeah, amazing player. Yeah, Wouters. Yeah, underrated, I think, to, to say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that season, there's been this change. Avocat out, McLeish in. We get to the Scottish Cup final. Uh, against Celtic, Martin O'Neill, an incredible finish to what was an incredible game, although particularly in that second half, any outcome that wouldn't have had Rangers winning it would have been unfair. I'm just wondering, what what is the feeling that goes through a player's mind? It's a tight cup final, go either way, you're getting into the last couple of minutes, do you start looking at the time and thinking, conserve the energy for the extra time? What was through your mind there? Nah, I mean, what you said, uh, we, we think we're going to extra time and of course uh, the, the, the few maybe outbreaks like that you can have, uh, that you can have make a chance, you, you will do it, but you're a bit more conservative because you want to spare a little bit of energy, of course, for the next uh, 30 minutes. So, And then suddenly, of course, uh, the, the goal comes and uh, I mean, what, what it means is, of course, because Celtic are taking all the prizes lately uh, and yeah, that's... And uh, to winning uh, on on that moment, yeah, the ecstasy, uh, how you say that, uh, explodes. Of course, I mean, uh, uh, as a Rangers fan, as a player, uh, this meant so much, and uh, everybody goes, everybody went bananas. Of course, when you win a game like that, or you win any game against your the rivals, as you say, they've been picking up the trophies. Does that then give a momentum to the club where you think, well, yeah, there's been some bad results, but we don't have to fear this team anymore. We can quite clearly... No, of course, that's true. I mean, you, you, sometimes you have always, like when you go away to a certain uh, team, certain stadium, that you think, we always have difficulties over there. And when you sometimes then uh, you win, you overcome a little bit that fear or that mental thing, what is probably in the back of your mind. And I think that was also, a, I think, a turning point that you think, yeah, we're strong enough, we're capable of winning uh, against Celtic and uh, they're beatable. I think that was going more and more. I think we showed it later on, of course. So t- tell me, how big was the party when you guys got, got back? Oh, yeah, no, I mean, you know how Scottish people can party. So uh, I, I, I've i seen some uh, some parties like with, uh, with when, when we were winning games. So uh, amazing. I mean, uh, yeah, the people of the of uh, the Scottish people love uh, good beer, so uh, I really enjoyed it. But to be fair, I've been in Amsterdam on King's Day. Yeah, it's was, tomorrow, eh? Yeah, I, I know how big uh, Dutch people can party as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How's that going to? Not speaking about football for yeah. a moment. How's that going to affect King's Day in terms of? Social? Yeah, of course, there is no King's Day. Only they're going to do it a little bit with the social distancing, eh? like in that sense, like uh, through. Uh, uh, to TV screens and uh, at home, they uh, the Queen and uh, the King is uh, talking to them uh, a bit on the television and do things. And of course, it's not uh, what you just mentioned on the uh, the way we should normally should uh, do it, and it's unbelievable normally. 
it's like already tonight it's going to be a, a big party nothing of that now but uh, it's a shame but uh, we do it in a certain way we're going to still celebrate it yeah and well hopefully you'll have a few beers uh, in the house tonight. No, I'm more I'm more a wine drinker I will do some uh, rosé oh nice not not red no, when it's most most of the times on the on the day, yeah. So when it's nice weather, I uh, I prefer uh, prefer a better rosé. Well, nice, good, good show. Uh, Stellenbosch red for me. Uh, all yeah. <laughs> uh, is the, way, the way to go. So we we get through that, and then we cycle into the next season, treble. Yeah. And I would say arguably your your best season that two thousand two yeah. two thousand three. I think twenty goals. More importantly. And this is something that's maybe lost when people speak about you. 20 assists, I think, yeah. in there as well. And your ability to spot a player and you know, set somebody else up is sometimes lost in the conversation, I feel. People just look at your goal ratio. And I'm just wondering, in terms of we get to that last day, and I'm sure there was a build-up of we can do this. But you go into that last day, goal difference, the tightest uh, challenge ever. That day against Unferm on Ibrox, what were the messages? What were the feelings before kickoff? Uh, now the focus was, of course, to score uh, as quick as possible and uh, don't hold back. Uh, we have to make sure that we got enough goals, uh, and we were in favour of goal difference. But uh, we mustn't uh, rely on just one or two goals. Probably we needed uh, more because Celtic were more than capable of scoring a few goals. So we we knew that, uh, you saw that already when the first goal came so quickly, uh, that directly, uh, I think, Alperlatze took the ball or, or, uh, from uh, from the goalie's hand and uh, and run to the uh, to the, to the midline, uh, to uh, just the kick, uh, spot kick. So I think that already showed the, uh, yeah, the awareness that yeah, just, this is just a goal, but uh, that is not enough. And we knew that. And were you feeling the pressure from the, the stands as well to get up the pitch and score? I mean, the Ibrox is like that all the I time. I mean, we were up for it, but the fans, of course, eh, they knew that we could do something special uh, this season. And, uh, and of course, uh, doing it in this uh, way, this climax is, of course, uh, even more uh, nice uh, when, you, when you were on the winning side. But uh, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, when that equaliser came, uh, that was of course a very hard. I mean, we were so I, I missed a sitter. I think I had an easy uh, header. I probably uh, I could do it with my eyes closed, but I missed it, and that would meant two zero, and uh, and then you feel a bit a little bit guilty that they score uh, like uh, I think ten minutes later or something uh, at the the one one, but uh, yeah. Uh, Shota and I think I don't know my, uh, maybe Canidia scored and uh, uh, too uh, quickly afterwards. So that that makes a huge difference. Yeah, we won't we won't hold you or criticise you for that mess, uh, Ron. Yeah. All, all one. Uh, I do, I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm wondering as well. You get to the end of that game, final whistle goes for a, for a professional sportsman. You've went through that league season. You've performed really well. You know, absolutely your best season in a Rangers jersey. Yeah. Um, and in terms of numbers, one of your best seasons ever across your career. You win it on the last day. Is there a sense of joy or is it in euphoria or is it just happy to get it out of the way and delighted it's finished? Uh, both, I think. I mean, uh, you're happy that it's finished uh, because uh, the intensity and uh, you worked so hard and finally you did it. So. Uh, and also a bit for the fans, they think, yeah, finally, uh, hey, we, we beat them again. And that uh, that desire was so huge, was so uh, feelable. So I think uh, I think we, uh, of course, we uh, we're so unbelievable happy, and uh, and we and you saw that, of course, uh, after the whistle. I think uh, yeah, everybody knew what was at stake at that time, and uh, so you know if you. If you give this away, then you would have so much uh, difficult uh, weeks ahead of you. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can imagine. I'm sure the party after that was bigger than uh, than anything. Um, yeah. So then we we go back through here, and it, we get to 
and I'm very appreciative of your time and I think we're drawing to a close. Yeah, we're going to have to uh, wake up the boy. Yeah, yeah so I'll, I'll, I'll get yeah. that finished really quickly. So what was the, the conversation like when you were getting ready to leave Rangers? Was that a, a surprise? Did you want to stay on? What was the... No, no, I had a four-year deal, of course, uh, and uh, I was the end of the four-year deal. Uh, that was fine and uh, Frank, uh, my brother, was coming to Rangers, of course, and uh, we were finishing basically uh, our career there. And then, of course, we had an, an offer to go to Qatar and uh, we wanted to uh, basically, uh, also mentally I was done uh, with uh, like on the highest intensity uh, and I thought this was a good way to uh, slowly get out of the picture so Qatar uh, nice new environment uh, uh, yeah finishing up with your brother and a new experience and uh, I think that was what we uh, had in our mind so uh, so there was no uh, like yeah issue to go continue with uh, with Rangers so we're uh, yeah we're fine with that so I think everybody was happy uh, to uh, for this decision and I, of course, I, I, I rather had a, a good season uh, finishing it out. But uh, again, that uh, that knee uh, what uh, bothered me. And uh, so, yeah, what I always say, I had four unbelievable years at Rangers. Only uh, I had one half year, I think, that I really performed well because then I was really fit. And uh, yeah, for me, it's that's a bit of disappointment because two and a half years you uh, you throw a little bit away. But uh, hopefully, that uh, one half year. Gave enough fans uh, uh, enough pleasure to uh, witness, witness me. I think you're held in very high regards, uh, Ronald. So my my final question then, uh, and I was reading some of your comments recently on league um, positions because of the coronavirus, yeah. and I saw with interest how the Dutch have approached that, and, and Ajax very classily, you know, we're top of the league, but we're not champions. I'm just wondering from from an outsider's perspective. It looks as though Scotland hasn't really got its house in order. Is that is that a fair comment? Yeah, but that, I mean, in Holland, there is still a lot of criticism, and they say the federation is uh, wasn't ready. And uh, this, I I give it you to do uh, that to make that decision. And because I think you have always in the beginning the hope that uh, the virus maybe goes away, and then we can continue uh, uh, like uh, in in a month time or two months time. Uh, at the end, uh, Holland made a decision to to stop the league and point out uh, the prices basically, and uh, and you always have winners and losers. Eh? Like Utrecht is mad, uh, they're really uh, angry. Uh, Cambuur, who were in the first division, they would be up. They were 11 points up, and basically they would, they would go up if you be realistic. But they have to stay uh, down. I mean. Other people, other clubs are very happy to stay in, like Erkase and Ado. And I can imagine that frustration, but yeah, you can't make everybody happy. So you have to one time uh, yeah, uh, say this and this is how we're going to do it. And the same with, uh, with, uh, with the Scottish Federation. They have to make a decision and they will never do it right. But you have to do it from your heart and think, of course, with a, a good best possible way to that everybody can be happy but it's going to be difficult but uh, what I said uh, a week ago against a colleague of yours I mean for me it's yeah the most yeah uh, no, normal way or to see uh, to look at that is that uh, Celtic will, will be champion I mean uh, they're uh, quite a uh, yeah, miles ahead uh, don't call them champions, just winner of that uh, season. Uh, forget about it. But uh, you have to uh, point somebody out who's going to play uh, Champions League. That's going to be them, and uh, and then you have to look down with the relegation. How you're going to, yeah, uh, fill that in? It's it's very difficult. I mean, uh, it's uh, it's tough. Yeah, I think it's just the, maybe the the nuance of. You know, getting the title versus being being the champions. So, yeah. just just in conclusion, my my final question to you, and I haven't even had the chance to speak to you about your World Cup appearances or yeah. the Dutch caps or that night in in we'll another time. Yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully get get you back on do uh, do that again. Um, any message for the Rangers fans listening? No, my message is always uh, stick with your team. Uh, I think. Uh, 
Reigns is an um, doing an unbelievable uh, job with uh, Gerard. I think uh, he's a, he's a, a great manager. Uh, Reigns is uh, crawling back to uh, where they uh, belong. Uh, we see the challenges uh, against uh, Celtic. We're winning. We're winning against them again. Of course, uh, they're uh, tight matches, but uh, I think uh, uh, Reigns is looking healthy again. That's important. Uh, I think the fans are. Uh, getting their belief back and also the players. So, uh, stick with them. I think uh, we're going to see an, uh, a Rangers champion soon again. That's a great message to, uh, to maybe end on. I would like to just thank you. This has been this is Ibrox. I've been Thomas McIntyre. You've been Ronald DePoor. Thank you so much for joining okay. us, Ronald, and uh, all the very, very best. Thanks, Owen.